Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Our next guest is Councilman Ulysses Wingo. Councilman, good morning. Good morning, Joe. How are you? Doing well this morning. Now, I know this is something that was voted on a few weeks ago uh, with the Common Council, uh, and that is the new districts. Uh, how do we get to the point of needing new districts, and how did this process play out? Well, listen, every 10 years then, uh, when we do our census, uh, we are instructed by the law to ensure that the districts have equal population as far as the number of residents are concerned. So the total population has to be within about 5%. We shot for 3% of each other to ensure that there is uh, equity amongst the districts. And those district lines are then redrawn. The Common Council and the mayor appoints a citizen's commission to uh, redraw the lines which is called the Citizens Commission on Reapportionment. That group then advises the public of their schedule. They have several public meetings before they present that map to the Common Council. Then the Common Council gets the map, and we make minor adjustments here and there to ensure that all of the criteria has been met and we then vote on that after our public hearing. After our public hearing, we vote, not that map then goes to the mayor. The mayor then has a public hearing and has to approve that within so many days. After the mayor's public hearing, then that map is adopted. And then in January 2023, we have new lines for each councilmatic district. That's how it works, Joe. And, you know, we're hearing from some that they're saying the process was, quote, illegal. Uh, There are some that disagree with the new lines. What have you heard at these public hearings? There's always going to be a contingency of folks who don't agree. I don't think that we need politics if everyone agreed on everything all the time. So we have this process in place, which uh, was followed to the letter of the law. And, of course, we did not expect everyone to be excited and happy about the lines that were redrawn. Some folks were pleased and some folks were displeased with the lines. However, uh, that doesn't mean that it was illegal just because you don't like it. There are a lot of laws that we don't like, but because they are the law, 
we must comply. And the law was followed, Joe. There was no point where we did not follow the law ever. And uh, there is a contingency of folks out there who are crying that it was illegal, but they can't tell you what illegal, what it was that was illegal. And this is just an attempt at this one particular group of people, uh, uh, you know, to hijack this process, to basically try to keep something uh, in the mainstream media, in the news, uh, that typically doesn't get much news, but they wanted to make this a big deal so they can stay relevant in the public discourse. And now the, the mayor had his public hearing. When do you expect him to approve or disapprove of this? Well, I can't speak for the mayor. I've not spoken to the mayor regarding his feelings about the redistricting, um, but I did see some of the hearing. And it was um, somewhat embarrassing uh, to see how people just disrespect uh, the offices uh, that certain individuals hold because they disagree. Uh, Because I disagree with the uh, owner of a business does not mean I get to berate that individual and disrespect that individual. If I don't agree with the owner of a property across the street from me, doesn't mean I get to disrespect that property owner or berate that individual. This is not what democracy looks like. This is mutiny. This is anarchy. And the folks who are part of this uh, fake organization who came together just to be a thorn in the side of every elected official in the city of Buffalo and western New York is an attempt, again, just to stay relevant. You know, uh, people will hear this and you'll hear, quote, legal challenges or potential legal challenges, and they'll see what happened in New York State. Do you think anything like that could happen uh, with this group if they do uh, pose a legal threat? There is no legal threat, Joe. There would only be a legal threat if something was not done legally. Everything was done within the compliant, within in coordination with the law. So there is no need for anyone. Uh, to feel threatened by any type of litigation because there's nothing to litigate. All right. Now, I also, this week, I have to bring this up as well. Uh, This week, there was a uh, pass to the Common Council to make bike riding safer in the city of Buffalo. Uh, Tell us about that. So bike riding in the city of Buffalo, we want Buffalo to be a walkable, uh, you know, city. Wanted to be a city and a municipality where folks are safe to ride. We have several modes of transportation here. People drive cars. We have public transportation. People walk, and then people ride their bikes. I'm an avid biker. I ride my bike every day, every morning to the gym, albeit traffic is very, 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 very low at that time. Uh, but I still ride my bike every day except Saturday and Sundays on some weeks. And we need to ensure that folks are being more considerate of people on their bicycles. And these bike lanes are there for several reasons. One, to have a dedicated place for cyclists to ride free of any type of vehicular traffic. Two, to ensure that drivers are cognizant and aware that there are more people on the road than just them in their uh, vehicles and the four-wheelers and the trucks and semis. And then, of course, people parking in areas of the city where they should not park, which is extremely inconsiderate. 
and poses serious risks and dangers to the folks who are cycling. <clears throat> so uh, you sh- always should look in your mirrors and are over your shoulder before you open up your door in your car, but a lot of people don't do that. And there have been serious accidents when drivers just swing their doors open and not consider what could be coming up from behind them. So this law is one of many laws that the Common Council passes and that we legislate uh, to ensure that we are adding to uh, the the quality of life for our residents. So now uh, we have walkability, we have walkable streets, we have street calming measures, and these bike lanes will make it safer for people to ride their bikes and to hopefully, hopefully help us decrease our emissions in, in, in the city of Buffalo. Now, I, I actually talked about this uh, this week. I did uh, an hour with one of our producers who's a, a bike rider and you know, talked about uh, this and the, the problems that you mentioned. Will there be any other measures taken? You know, we saw Channel 2 did a, a story about one to two million uh, money for bike infrastructure. Are we going to see any money put into bike infrastructure throughout the city of Buffalo? Absolutely. I'm always advocating on the federal and state level to have more dollars come in to ensure that we do have safer uh, ways for folks who are riding their bikes to travel and to commute. Um, that, that, that is one thing. And of course, naturally, we're always trying to legislate in uh, ways that will increase the quality of life for our folks, but at the same time, make uh, it safer for just not everyone, but vehicles as well, because if a, if a cyclist is not obeying the law, it makes it dangerous for the vehicles because if a vehicle have to evade uh, from hitting a bicycle, God knows what they might hit just from not hitting the person on the bike. We have to make sure that we're keeping everyone uh, in mind when we are writing these uh, type laws. But we do anticipate more dollars coming in, more traffic coming measure dollars to come in to ensure that uh, bike lanes are, you know, a plausible way for folks to begin commuting to and from work and to school and or just for recreation as well. Councilman, before I let you go, you know, you said people are bringing up the uh, the district lines to put something in the news that wouldn't get as much news. And and I agree, you know, uh, we don't really focus on the, the Common Council on a weekly basis. So for those of us, you know, looking to see what's next, what is on the uh, council's table in the coming months? So I'm going to tell you what's on my table in the coming months. <laughs> I can tell you what we're working on in the Madison District Office as it relates to the entire city of Buffalo as far as that is concerned. We are looking at, um, of course, we're always building affordable housing. But uh, one of the approaches that the Madison District has taken with a lot of developers, and of course we had this conversation with the governor uh, last week, uh, we are building a lot of affordable housing. But we need to make sure that we are starting to build housing that people can afford. And I'm not talking about multiplexes. I'm not talking about complexes. I'm not talking about projects. I'm talking about single-family homes with driveways and backyards, infill projects. We need to begin incentivizing, and we're working on this now, incentivizing developers to start building homes. And hopefully, in the very near future, we'll see uh, a manufacturer plant, a manufacturing plant in the city of Buffalo that builds modular homes so that uh, we incentivize developers to take these modular homes and begin putting them on properties so that folks can begin to live, uh, you know, in their own homes. And then, of course, we're working with banks, I mean, multiple banks, to ensure the financing 
of these. This is a major, major, major uh, development that we are working on. But back to the bikes going back and forth, uh, we're also looking at uh, community safe zones. We already have our school zones, uh, but I want to uh, start looking at the uh, comparatives for ensuring that we have community safe zones. Our staff is already doing the research to see if we can draft the resolution to get some input from the community on where they would like to see these community safe zones and what the criteria for a community safe zone would be. That way, uh, as it relates to these speed humps that are going up everywhere, many people are not very pleased with them after they've gone up. Now, are they effective at slowing down traffic? Somewhat. Because what happens is if you get a street with speed humps on it, and the next street does not have speed humps, guess what? Now you're rerouting traffic for folks to speed on the next street. So until and unless every street, every secondary street uh, has speed humps, we're going to have speeders in them. But we do know that the communities do have parks and schools and things of that nature. So we want to start establishing these community safe zones that if an individual is caught speeding in a community safe zone, that fine will be severely increased and or doubled. So we want to begin to discourage folks from speeding anywhere and everywhere because you never know where a traffic enforcement uh, officer might be sitting in the city of Buffalo. And if people truly wanted folks to slow down, we would try to find measures that wouldn't slow down our emergency response vehicles because one of the things that we've heard from our uh, emergency response uh, uh, personnel in the city of Buffalo as it relates to fire, police, and the uh, ambul ambulatory services is that when they get on the street that has a speed hump, the fire trucks literally have to come to a complete stop before they creep over those speed humps. They don't have the same suspension as our cars do. Our cars are built for comfort. Some are built for speed. But these trucks are not built for speed humps. And then, of course, the police cars. If there's someone who's being pursued by a police officer, that individual doesn't care about a speed hump. And when that car goes airborne, no one's safe. The folks on the other side of that speed hump and then those houses on the other side of that speed hump. And then lastly, your EMTs. You would hate to have to be the person in the back of an ambulance and you have to go over a speed hump on your street. And you're wondering why this van is slowing down. It's because they have to get over a speed hump. You can hear the siren on the next street over and you're wondering why it didn't got to your house yet. It's because they have to go over some speed humps. This is a matter of life and death in certain communities. And some streets have... Uh, 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 you know, numerous seniors on them who will need these services, and should they need these services, 30 seconds can make the difference in saving someone's life. So I am not against speed humps. I'm just not a major proponent of them either, and I'm just going to be very, very clear. Everyone in Maston District who's come to me and asked me why don't they have speed humps yet, I give them the process, and I I definitely let them know, Joe, I don't control the speed humps. I have no say over where they go and where they don't go. The residents on that street have to petition the city by way of the Department of Public Works through their Slow Streets program. You can go online and get the application. Those are already due. They were already due. I think the 2nd of August or the 1st of August was a deadline. Now you have to apply for next year's uh, phase. But at the same time, the Common Council, I'm going to say this very clearly, does not have any say-so over where speed humps go. That is the city's engineer's job. And the city's engineer will go and make sure 
that they plant the speed humps in areas where there are schools, plant speed humps in areas where there are parks, and those areas where we know children are more heavily populated. And the, the next point is, for me, as it relates to legislation, is to include community safety zones. That will mean we don't necessarily need the speed humps, but should you get a ticket for speeding in those areas, that ticket will be significantly increased. Now, ask me if I want to speed up on my street. <laughs> my answer would be no. Ask somebody, the, the person next door to me, the answer might be yes. Of course, there are going to be differences of opinion on speed hubs, but I'm looking at it from the practical sense. Folks will say, well, Wingo, uh, what about the people who are speeding now? When someone's going to get hurt, that is a fact. But if they are speeding now, they speed over a speed hump, many more people will get hurt. And I, I just think that we ought to do everything we can to disincentive uh, folks from speeding in the first place. But those are some of the things that um, we're working on, Joe. Uh, you know, today is a big day. Pine Grill is here. Um, if you're listening on the radio, I'm going to ask everyone to please not park or drive on the grass in MOK Park. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that, Joe. Hey, Councilman, always uh, always appreciate it, and we'll keep our eye on that. Final thing before we let you go, you know, about a month ago, Tops on Jefferson reopened. How has uh, how has that gone for the last few weeks? Well, I've been in there a few times. Folks seem to be happy. Folks seem to be pleased with the very, very, very clear and vast renovations that they made. Tops has done renovations in that store that they've not done in any other store in the country yet. So our Tops on Jefferson got some of the latest technologies uh, that Tops has to offer. We got the latest design and the elevation of the storefront uh, than any other Tops in the in, in, in the country. So we have the state of we have the eight state of the art uh, Tops with all the facilities and appliances uh, in it as well. And it, it looks and feels completely and totally different. We appreciate the effort. We appreciate, let me repeat, we appreciate the effort of TOPS to do this with all sensitivity and compassion for our community, even as much as ensuring that there is a memorial inside of the store. We don't have a playbook, Joe. There is no rule book. There is no point of reference for us to go back and see when was too soon or when is too late or how we should or should not do this. This was done, and I personally believe that it was done with as much compassion and with, and with much uh, love and patience as possible, thinking about the community and thinking about the folks in the community who need that tops. There are myriad folks in Maston who, who, who frequent that tops every single day. And folks are saying, tear it down. And folks are saying, uh, put a memorial there. Well, there is a memorial there, but we still cannot neglect the need of the community. And the reason why uh, many folks came together and petitioned uh, when Tops actually stepped up and put a grocery store right there on Jefferson. So we're, we're me personally, I'm grateful that my community still has that Tops to go to, but we are still in conversations and we're still talking to other folks to see about getting a tops somewhere else. And I'm so glad that, um, you know, they are open. I am glad. I'm happy for uh, my community that this store is open. 
And the folks who, uh, you know, the same folks tried to hijack, you know, the tops discussion, are the same folks who are trying to hijack the reapportionment, the redistricting conversation, are the same folks who try to hijack every conversation in the city of Buffalo just to stay relevant. But I'm glad that you, Joe, are focusing on the issues. You stay, you're sticking with the main story. The main story is uh, East Buffalo uh, is uh, known as a food desert, particularly the area over by Jefferson and Utica over on uh, between Maine and uh, Best Street. We have only one grocery store, which is on Jefferson. And I appreciate you sticking to the issue of the fact that we do need a grocery store, which is that tops. We are glad they're open. Yes, there are opinions on both sides, but at the same time, we do need fresh fruits and vegetables and foods with nutritional value available to our community. Councilman Ulysses Wango, thank you so much for joining me this morning. Thanks, Joe. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 